Cultivating company culture is not easy. It takes time, effort, and love, especially if it's to be authentic, pervasive, and durable. This episode of Ruby Apps Insights focuses on the awesome everyday culture that we've built, and we'll talk to two key contributors that keep it vital. Throughout our conversation, we challenge you. What are you doing to keep your work culture thriving, and how can you measure its impact? Today's conversation features two Ruby Apps team members, both of whom play significant roles in maintaining and furthering our company culture. At Ruby Apps, awesome every day is our mantra and rallying cry, and it's a concept that both Julie Barbaris and Michelle Bianculli embody in how they perform their jobs. Julie works closely with Ruby Apps clients, creative partners, and our engineering team. Constituents that have different needs, objectives, and communication styles. So with that, I'll communicate by saying, Julie, welcome. Thank you, Alex. It is fantastic to be here today. Amazing. And Michelle, our operation manager, is one of our cultural stewards and the organizer and facilitator of many company functions, including employee education and, importantly, edification. Michelle, welcome to you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Excellent. Julie, we're going to kick things off with you. Let's learn a little bit about what a typical day in your working life is like. Thanks, Alex. Well, a typical day for me uh, usually consists of both internal communications and external communications. Um, a lot of that is uh, client-facing. I work very closely with our design partners and, of course, our internal development team along with uh, our management team, of which you are one. That aside, let's learn a little bit more about your philosophy. What guides you in your day-to-day -day work life? People. That is the reason that I love coming to work every day and it's the reason that I've always been in client services specifically because uh, that's kind of always been my platform where I can shine so to speak. I have a fairly easy time making friends and uh, creating relationships uh, both professionally and you know otherwise but obviously in this instance professionally and working with our clients and clients in general is always very exciting for me just because I feel like I learn a lot both about myself, about them, and about their internal struggles in terms of what they're trying to achieve. Um, and it helps guide, helps me guide the team better to create what it is that they're actually looking for. Um, but ultimately, the, the answer to that question is people. Yeah, you said the people platform, and there's different types of personalities that you have to interact with. How do you modulate, if you will, your personality to speak to people that may be more technical in focus or in nature, uh, those that may be more of the soft skill set? So how do you take Julie and put yourself in different meetings and scenarios and adapt to the different personalities you encounter? Uh, I think it's less about what I do and more about just sitting back and listening. The biggest part and the most important part, I think, of my job in general in any aspect is just listening to the people with whom I'm talking to. Um, so when they are more technical, with them talking, that will show me that they are more technical and I will then sort of curtail whatever conversations we have to be more specific and applicable to them. Same goes for clients as well. Um, it, it really is just about hearing what people are saying and um, being less concerned with what you yourself want to say or get across. 
Michelle, I'm going to come to you now. So you have to hear what people say, and then you have to translate that into a social calendar. So let's hear, of course, you're not an event planner, so let's understand the scope of your role first. But then what I want to come back to is how you then take the listening skills that you've adapted and put that into some of the functions that build culture here at Ruby Apps. Sure. So as the operations manager, it is my job to make sure that everybody has what they need to do their job. And that also includes the social events that we plan. So, you know, I make sure that everyone has functioning workstations. I make sure that we have a fully stocked supply closet. I make sure that we have appropriate ways to caffeinate ourselves. And then I also plan and execute our various and sundry social events. We do at least one a month, actually. So I'm going to come back to that for a second. I wanted to touch on the caffeination. How <laughs> caffeinated is the team? <laughs> Based on the amount of Coke Zero that we go through, I would say highly. <laughs> and not to mention all of the cold brew that the runs out brew, every yes. other week, which is one of my favorite things ever. Cool. So hot brew, uh, cold brew, um, no, that that's not going to work. I was hoping that I could segue that into some clever <laughs> pun about going out. But let's just forget that I said that and focus on... You know, culture is very important to the organization, and one of the ways that we express that is through team bonding type events. So how do you make those happen, and what factors come into play when making decisions about social outings, etc.? Well, I sit out in the bullpen with most of the team, so I get to hear their general conversations, and I get to find out what it is that they enjoy, um, you know, how they're spending their time outside of work, and I try to find events that would appeal to them. You know, our, our most recent mid-year outing was to do a scavenger hunt, and it was, you know, we broke up into teams, and we ran all around the financial district, which is where our office is located, and, you know, took pictures with all of these things that... I'm sure I know from me, I walk by every day and never notice. So it was kind of fun to get out there, be outside of the office with everybody and bonding this way and trying to find all of these things that we didn't know existed. That was my favorite event. It was your favorite event. Yes, it was. What was your favorite item to scavenge for? I think the act of scavenging in general was the most fun. We It was so humid outside. It was, it was foul. Awful. We were all <laughs> dripping with sweat after having worked the full day, and we all were looking, you know, we were on our phones. We walked miles, literally, in some cases, to find, like, a random monkey statue that's in the middle of Battery Park and have to take a picture with it and act like a monkey in the picture. If you didn't do that right, you didn't get the points. So there were a lot of sort of smaller elements, but the the most fun part about it, I think, was just being with the team that we were all broken into little teams, but also walking past the other teams, which did happen. And we would all just kind of shout and cajole at one another while we were going about it, saying, like, we're going to win. Um, and we almost won. That's all I have to say. About that. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully uh, you'll redeem yourselves you in the next one. Uh, so that's, that's terrific. Uh, I, for one, missed that event, but I remember how humid the evening was. And so it sounds like a special place where you can work together and then sweat together. Sounds like a fantastic event. What are some of the other ones that you've done over time? Uh, when I first started, I planned a skyline sunset cruise uh, for the team, and that was that was hugely popular. Uh, everyone had a really nice time at that. We've also gone to a Mets game. Uh, we did karaoke 
one time. Um, we do happy hours all the time. Awesome. A lot of beverages seem to be consumed. Yes. Rugaps. <laughs> Super. That, that's good to know. So instead of focusing on the, uh, the, the play hard part, what do you think is most critical about these types of outings? How do you see that translate into the internal atmosphere? Surely there has to be some kind of payoff to the organization to, to do that, that people hopefully stay longer, that they enjoy the work atmosphere, they have closer relationships. Do you see the dividends being paid from those kinds of events? I do. I think that, and Julia could probably speak to this more uh, because she works more directly with the team, but I think that people who don't necessarily interact very closely on a day-to-day basis because they're working on different projects get together in these sorts of events and, you know, get to talk to each other, uh, get to learn how to communicate with each other so that when they are on a project together, they already have that basis. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. I would also say our lunch, even having lunch all together, we all know one another's quirks. It's kind of like we all have our inside jokes that everybody gets, which is great. And it also just makes you feel a lot closer to everyone. Like we have sort of people that are known for specific ways in which you'd like I leave my drinks out on my desk, which gets me in trouble with Michelle as it fairly should. <laughs> but that's like, it, you know, something I'm obviously trying not to do, but it's that's also That's actually why we brought you in here is to have an open confrontation <laughs> about that. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> But yeah, I statements only. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like it, it's those. It's knowing those sort of quirks about others and being able to like uh, just it. Appre- it makes you appreciate everyone a lot, even if you don't work with them every single. Like Michelle and I aren't on projects together, but she's still a good friend of mine, and all of that I think is uh, very much on display and in effect on in the bullpen with day to day interaction. Awesome. Every day. Every day. 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 <laughs> any, any closing comments from either of you, things that we should leave our, our audience with pondering? I would say that this is far and away my most favorite team of people I've ever worked with, and that's speaking as somebody who's been working for about over 10 years now in New York City, and I've worked with four or five teams. Um, this team in particular, I think is incredibly inclusive, which is amazing to find in New York because New York is kind of all about exclusivity. So um, this this team in general is just a very warm group of people that make it enjoyable to come to work every day, um, which is not always something you can say, especially since you know I've been here three years now. That's when they say you get some sort of itch, except that there really hasn't been one. I like coming in, and I love the people that I work with every day. I would say it is a very good collection of personalities that sort of feed off of each other, and um, and everyone's really personable, which I've worked at other tech companies where it was pure silence as everyone just had their headphones on and were at their computers coding, 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 and that's not the atmosphere here at all. Yeah. For sure. Well, Ruby Apps is hiring across departments. If there are a variety of personalities that would like to join our existing assortment, so if you're interested in learning more, you can visit bitly slash Ruby Apps Jobs. That's b i t dot l y slash Ruby Apps Jobs one word, and browse our open positions. Julie, Michelle, this episode has been awesome. Every play. 
I know you read the script and you saw that I was going to include that pun in there. Thank you both for making time to chat with Ruby Ellis Insight. Thank you, friends. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. Ruby Apps Insights is recorded at Studio 55 and is hosted by Alexander Kotler. For more insights and detail on Ruby Apps and enterprise software developed by Ruby's Theme Tech, visit rubyapps.com. Until next time, have an awesome everyday.